1: A little adventure. Where are you
0: going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia.
1: Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox.
0: Life
2: can hurt, but life is sweet.
1: Little way rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Termount Plus.
2: Listeners of The Reject Nation, what's going on? I'm Gregory. I am Jonald. We are going to watch... Demon 79 of Black Mirror. No idea what it's about, but it's a long one, so hopefully it breathes well. Uh, We're going to watch it if you want to catch a reaction. That is, of course, up on the YouTube channel. But stick around just to hear our review in a few seconds.
0: How sweet. love this. Toby Haynes, I know that name.
2: I don't hear anyone really talk about that episode, but I loved it. Yeah. I, I think that was my favorite one. <laughs> I don't think. I know for sure. That's 100% my favorite one.
0: <laughs> and that has the least to do with technology. Yeah, what is there? There's a receipt machine <laughs> that yeah. they use to track her link to that one guy. They just went
2: completely supernatural with that one. Yeah. Or the technology of nuclear war and all that. Yeah. Which is a technological advancement. Sure. Yeah uh but that's a cool alt history take that was fun that was great Mm -hmm. I loved it I loved it so much I love such a simple premise that is all about the nuance and the relationships and watch (laughs) finding this optimistic ending at the end for because it's like the whole world gets doomed but I'm so aware we're living in an alternate reality with this show that I'm like yeah I'm down burn the world don't care burn it all down i just want to see her be happy yeah and then at the end they get it and they have incredible chemistry those two just the the perform and they both get an arc (laughs) i could not believe what i was watching that was so well done yeah i i could give a shit if people don't like it that was awesome no that that was that was that was really awesome with some awesome stylish flourishes throughout Forty five second opinion done, John. What'd you
0: think? Yeah, no, I love the way this snaked through tones and really just relished in the question mark of its, you know, whole central premise. Like, you know, you start out with what clearly feels like, okay, we're homaging some kind of paranoid 70s satanic movie. But I thought their subversions to and twists on that tone worked nicely to establish something that embodied both the twisted humor and the foreboding you know uh, doomishness that black mirror can often come with but in a totally other way and yeah like to have this central relationship that starts out in such a you know uh, with, with such you know opposition and tension that then you know, goes through all these shifts and power changes until the point where they're finally both at the end and resigned and, and it becomes this sort of twisted little love story. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, was beautiful and and like, you know, the season has been in some ways more fantastical thus far, but uh, I like what they've been doing with those fantastical elements and yeah, something like this I think plays nicely because it's something you'll hear echoed like, Oh, you know, this person who killed such and such amount of people like was convinced of, you know, some kind of apocalypse scenario or, or some, you know, message from a higher or lower power. And yeah, I thought their their trade from her living in the oblivions of life to them living together in the oblivions of the afterlife. Like, eternal damnation but also like you know getting off kind of easy <laughs> away from the rest of the world yeah it so it was like so sweet while also being really harsh and nasty and and you know stomach churning at points the way again I think black mirror does um and two I think you know while it's while they're not necessarily always leading with like you know the commentary this season I still think that there are like this episode has a lot of nice and and interesting and harsh flourishes of you know just the political spectrum circa you know the 70s and the cold war and things like that but also things that are certainly relevant to the here and now like as much as it feels removed from now it also doesn't you know um no i i don't think it feels
2: re- i don't think it feels removed at all and especially with what the The person running for mayor was uh, his whole diabolical plan and his big end game going down the road. They interspliced it with footage that looked modern day, and then footage that looked futuristic at the same time of what the kind of political wars they would ultimately land into due to this one guy. And that, I think, once he, he once he lived, I was like, okay. This has got, they did have, they did have me fooled for a hot minute. It, it was, it was when the clock turned midnight and then nothing happened, which was going to bum me out. I wanted it to be real. I wanted everything to end. I wanted the, I wanted the world to incinerate. Yeah. So when it did come around to that, I was, I was relieved, but I had an inkling that because he lived, I was like, okay, yeah, this has to be, this has to be real. But I do like that it plays on the whole thing of um, like a joker, or even, uh, what was that Scientology riff movie that Paul Thomas Anderson did? No, The Master. Yeah, kind of like The Master. Both Joaquin Phoenix performances. <laughs> but also a bit of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. This innocent, timid, not, but not Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's not that. But the, the, the archetype of a innocent, timid character who arcs into embracing her own inner demons and then finds confidence within herself by the end of the journey mm-hmm. uh I think is is a great character art that I found very believable and every little moment of her seemed nat- like you knew where the trajectory of her performance was headed it could have gone down a path where she just becomes completely sadistic and just really <laughs> wants to kill and becomes, di- a badass. becomes a badass or becomes very diabolical it could have gone down a whole number of paths that went to a further extreme but they managed to even though she murdered they managed to maintain her humanity and a moral compass within that while letting that darkness also live on the surface as well so they kept it in this complex gray area that i was really impressed by what they landed her with because i thought they might have they might have landed her on a much darker spot so i liked how she was even pushing away Gap, his name. Gop, Gop, Gop? huh?
0: Gop, I think.
2: Gop. Uh, I like how she kept pushing Gop away as she wanted to murder this guy. He even had to be on his own, and he was even feeling rejected. I loved (laughs) his performance of how he was just the new guy uh, in this demon world, and was just trying to prove himself. So he had it like this. Charming, affable quality to him who tried to oversimplify things, and didn't oh, didn't push his desperation to get this done too much. Like he just tried yeah. keeping it lighthearted the whole time. It was refreshing because it's kind of dynamic. I feel like I've seen in other B movie horror films, not exactly you know specific one to one, but normally they would go for a little bit more of a dread heavy and make that guy. Uh, a lot more serious and stoic and maybe just like sinisterly charming. And they didn't do any of that. They, they flipped everything on its head. Yeah. And they even had this con- – I never really thought about it because um, I, I, the first time I ever really understood that there was a large Indian population in Britain was when we saw Bennett-like Beckham. Hmm. And so I wasn't really attuned to anything historical <laughs> or present at all going on. Break again. I was like, we are like fucking like 10 or 11 or something. When that movie came out. So I didn't really know anything. And that was when I first became attuned to it. And I didn't ever really factor in what the racism experience and oppression must have felt like for them. And, and, so they had all these neat ingredients in this little boiling pot recipe mm-hmm. to make you go. There's a lot of justifications of how she could have just gotten pushed to a breaking point and is blaming it on them. They even set up this little tease about, my, they thought my mom was crazy, but I'm actually crazy. Uh, it, was, it was smart. It was really, really smart. I think even though they don't leave with commentary more m- most of the time, they, they still leave with the character. And they did an excellent job here uh and and use its aesthetic and backdrop of seventies uh horror exploitation ish vibes uh
0: I thought it was just gonna be gimmicky at the beginning, and then yeah. it made me forget about all that. <laughs> the second the demon speaks for the first time, I was like, okay, like you know you're you're either gonna lose me or not and and I think you know as I think something like that you know you think of demons as one thing and so the easy undercut is to have him you know talk cockney and and you know like anybody else but i thought that they actually managed to like i love the tunes of his performance because he really towed a, a nicely sort of murky line between charm and manipulation and that i think fuels so much of the the question mark again of, you know, is this real? Is this not real? Is he just trying to egg her on to, you know, corrupt her spirit and all that talk about you needed to be a corruptible person, not beyond corruption and not already completely corrupted and touching on things that are sort of latent, you know, it's like she has those fantasies about, you know, bashing her coworkers head in or the, you know, boss, the, you know, manager of their shoe department or whatever. And, you know, acknowledging that that exists within and, yeah, going so far as to find where it fits almost within her personality or how she might look if she embraced it without, yeah, just going full on absurd, like just like the fantasy, you know, like violent rage and then doing like gore for the sake of gore. Like I thought this episode managed to have like the the kind of shocking thrills and the sort of grindhouse flourishes that you would like, but also it never got lost in just having too much fun with those things and and like yeah that whole bit between the politician and the the other girl you know the the crappy uh you know super mean shoe shoe sales girl or whatever like that whole thing where where he's just explaining to her that like yeah like the system only works in this one particular way sort of and i'm going to take those values and i'm going to snake them my way into you know, my best chance of actually winning of gaming the system. And I just thought it was funny that they made so much out of that character and whether or not you could take him out and kill him. And I love that that morality play turns into like a true sort of inversion because yeah, it's like she could just kill her co she could just kill the manager. But you know, like it's like, how can I take this curse and make it as like effective in a positive way as I can, or at least use it to remove? that much more suffering like how can i make this charlie problem work for me and i thought that was a great scene because it is like something that you could easily kind of lose to the strangeness of the moment but uh but yeah then it's like you have this actual demon this guy who's actually in a very physical way towing that murky line of charm and manipulation but in like an overtly evil way whereas like yeah the the demon (laughs) it does kind of pose like a fun sort of question mark as well about yeah uh, how who's the lesser of the evils here and whatnot um but yeah yeah just like their interactions back and forth and the the changing of their dynamic just every beat was so lovely and uh yeah their their harmony and watching as they trade kind of in who's doing more of the talking and the having more of the confidence is just so gradual and nicely handled yeah and I love the cop too uh, the
2: cop was very sympathetic, empathetic, and you could feel this. You could feel the experience in the most simplistic terms. I would say uh, you can feel this, the horrors this guy has witnessed, and obviously he's the one, one of the few who's not racist in the, in the characters that we follow. And I love the nuance to his performance. He, yeah, he's got to catch the killer. But there's this part of him that can understand, even without knowing much, he can connect with her in a, in an unspoken manner, mm. find bits of information, and conclude a possible history as to why this person is the way they are and what might even lead this person to do what they do. In a way, I was very effective and he starts off as like a guy who doesn't really give a shit to an individual who gives the most shits. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was, I thought that was really well executed. I think, I think they inhabited this world really well. The, I think each, each episode here presented um, a fervent eye to it all. I, I there was a lot of passion on display from beginning to end. Uh, the, the one that had the most just fun, I th- like Streamberry, While I think is the most talked about one. Um,
0: it's the most it's, on the
2: that's notes. actually my least favorite <laughs> of the, the first one was actually my least favorite of them all um and, and then i would probably go with beyond the sea i would go with, uh, uh, no i would say that in order for favorites i would go with this one beyond the sea lock henry yeah um, Maisie day Maisie day and then jonah's awful and then Jonah. Yeah, that would be my ranking, my personal ranking of them all. Uh, I, I think that these, I thought that was a great season, and yeah. each episode left, truly left an impression on me.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, and I think just looking at the whole thing, even though it's an anthology, I thought the different lengths, I thought each episode was proportioned well unto itself. And a lot of people have slagged off uh, Maisie Day, especially for being, like, eh, short and, like, the least deep. But even that one, I thought, like, nicely inhabited what it was supposed to be. And for a season like this with a couple feature-length episodes, I'm like, yeah, do one lean and mean. Do one that's, like, an actual, you know, dramatic feature. And then, yeah, do something like this that is, like, both fun and filled with abandon, but also, you know, focused and graceful in surprising and unexpected ways. And, and yeah, like... For a season, again, that seems like it's wanted to tra- uh, change some things or at least try some new flavors out, uh, I thought that was a successful experiment kind of across the board. And I thought that a lot of the principles I have kind of just uh, been taking from these changes have been sort of well embodied by this episode across the board in particular.
2: Well, guys, what did you think about Black Mirror? What would be your favorite
0: of the five? Leave your thoughts down
2: below. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a like. Thank you for everyone who joined us on this journey.
0: But before we go, let's end this with a patron. Lex, I think you would make a good demon, and I would listen to all of your input and advices. And, uh, you know, I, I like to think that I'm a relatively, you know, morally inclined person. But if anybody could corrupt me, I imagine that it would be you. All right, you're persuasive, you're friendly, but uh, who knows what you could be thinking and what you could be latently influencing me to do. And, uh, and I like, you know, not to have uh, too much culpability for my own circumstances and decisions. So if I could just pawn all that stuff onto you and, uh, you know, I know you'll have my back, you know, if I'm ever caught or anything like that. So I think this could be the start of a beautiful friendship, a beautiful working relationship so uh yeah i'm just putting that out into the universe take some of my blood and let's make a pact uh that you know you'll stay p- that'll be the thing is like uh, you'll stay pledged but for your pledge money i'll sacrifice anybody you want and that's a fact jack you can take that to the bank we love you my dear and uh, stay well we'll talk soon Peace. <laughs>
1: What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, What's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> my mom is dead. My mom right there. From Airship.